Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness, tranquility descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. Some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwis' tafsir of Juz Amma. It is often said that tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and intimate manner makes them relatable. So without further ado, let's begin this journey. So simple thing is like I mentioned in earlier in the Surah <coughs> Takbir when the Quran says uh, a soul will know what it has brought. So a soul basically means every soul. And sometimes what happens is a big number to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like a small number. So you know no doubt really the millions of people will be there but all these million people are like one soul, one person. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made them like one, one being. In uh, one entity, the Quran is washahidin wa mashud in all the people who are attending there, mashud and all those who are being attended, or all the things that are being attended. Now, when the Quran makes a qasam, you know, what is the sentence, you know, to complete the qasam? When you say, by this, by this, then what? When you make qasam, when you make oath, you know, I swear in the name of Allah, for what? When people swear, they swear for something. In the Quran, many times this thing for which the swearing has happened, the thing for which the oath has happened, many times in the Quran does not mention. And, but you have to assume. The assume basically is the Quran wants to say that in the wa'ada lahaqqun. The Quran wants to make that you know, this thing, the sky with all the force and the palaces and the stars. Similarly, the day of the promise and also those who attend and those who be attend, attended all they, they bear witness that the day of the promise is true, it will happen. The people will come to their Lord and Allah will make the judgment and those who are right, righteous and they are pious and obedient to their Lord, they will go to paradise and save from the fire of hell and those who are criminals, they will go to the fire of hell. So that is, there is not mentioned but it is true to be understood. Then Quran says, Qutila ashabul ukhdud. Destroyed are the people of the ditch. Qutila ashab. This is not a part of the qasam. So now Quran mentioned that you know, no doubt the day of judgment will happen. Now the Quran is cursing these people that these people in Makkah al Mukarramah they are making all the problems against the believers, but they don't know the certain day will come and when they will be punished and, uh, 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 very heavily and, uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge against them and they will be thrown in a ditch which will be full of the fire. So now Quran is saying that in Qutila ashabul ukhdud, destroyed are the people of the ditch. So as I mentioned about the people of the ditch, there are two opinions. One opinion is that Quran is mentioning here a story of certain community. It could be among the Jews or Christians or somewhere else. There were certain, some people, believer people, and the king 
and majority of the people they were against those believers and they they made all the persecution and they wanted them to to turn to their you know faith but these believing people they are so strong they never listened to them they never became soft until they were thrown in the fire they made a ditch full of the fire and they were sitting there and watching that they throw through them in the fire but these people they remained that they burnt by the fire but nothing could turn away them them from from their belief so that actually many many people think and i mentioned another opinion is that it, it is only referring to the day of judgment and quran is saying qutila ashabul ukhdud destroyed are the people of the ditch quran is saying that these people of makkah and taif who are making all the persecution against the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his companions these are the people of the ditch they will be in a ditch and they are destroyed allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cursing these people to so they are and then the quran says annar dhatil waqud what ditch is ditch is the fire dhatil waqud the fire which has got waqud waqud the fuel which has got fuel where which can make it more burning and burning the quran says the quran says that in anfusakum wa ahlikum naran waquduha an-nas wal hijara save yourself and your family from a fire you know its fuel will be what the people and the stones so the burning fire so these people are going to be thrown in 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 that fire as i mentioned the first uh, you know <coughs> interpretation for first meaning first tafsir which people say it refers to certain people who are thrown in the ditch in this world by by the by the king and and, and the strong army uh what uh, to me why does not make sense is uh, the quran does not mention any punishment for those people in this world nothing happening so how that story is going to help in the context of makkah al-mukarramah you know when the quran mentions any story to the people of the makkah al-mukarramah you know arab these arab quraish people of quraish who are in, inflicting all the you know persecution against the believers so there should be something which can uh, you know be warning which can stop them from from what they doing so for example in the quran i mention there are certain community who used to do same what you have been doing and they burned the believers in into the fire then our punishment came and we destroyed them like you know, like people of samud like people of firaun like people of ad and, and all those people and quran, actually quran is going to refer the story later on that can make sense but how it can make sense that quran said that what you are doing other people also have been doing so how it going to stop them just think properly that you know if really quran is referring to story of the people of dadish and the people who burned the believers into the fire to makkans how it is going to stop the makkans if quran tell the makkans that what you doing now in makkah al-mukarrama similar thing has been done to the believers by other people elsewhere why do you want to stop them they will think you know we doing the right thing they have done in that time we are doing the same thing why is going to stop them and they don't believe in the fire of hell anyway the quran not mentioning to not mentioning any punishment in this world for these people quran left the story like that so that why i prefer the opinion that this story is not referring to any people before you know in, in the history where some people have been thrown in the ditch full of the fire it basically you know people of the ditch here means the people of makkah themselves and quran wants to say that these people their destination will be in a ditch in the fire of hell which will be all the time burning so their quran say curse is to these people is it clear you can understand that both opinions the one opinion is you know ditch full of the fire where the believers have been thrown by the unbelievers in this world 
Second opinion which I prefer is, you know, it is not referring to any story in the history. It basically simple thing is, it is referring to the people of Makkah, that these people, they will get uh, a place in the fire which is called Ukhdud. This place is waiting for them. They are the people of that place in the fire, Ukhdud. And Ukhdud is a ditch, you can say this word Ukhdud means ditch, which basically is a strong place in the fire, where in all the time burning, it must be more burning than other parts of the fire. It must be more humiliating or most punishment for the people than other parts of the fire. Is it clear? So the Quran says, Qutila ashabul ukhdud, destroyed of the are the people of the ukhdud, the people of the ditch, and and then Quran explains what ukhdud is. Ukhdud is a place in the fire, and nar, the fire, dhatil waqud, which has got waqud. Waqud means something which brings a burning all the time. All the time, makes something burning again, again, so like fuel. So similarly, Quran says in one of the surahs that you know, the fuel of the, uh, 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 of the hell is the people and the stone. So this fire all the time burning, never stops. Then Quran says, When they will be sitting upon it. So now again, the two meanings. So the people who take the story in this world, they say the meaning is when these unbelievers, they were sitting on the ditch. Meaning is when they threw the believers inside the ditch, to the, the king and his army and the people around that, they are sitting on the corner of the ditch, watching what, how they are being burnt. So they are basically punishing them and burning them, and they are also enjoying their, you know, their burning, their persecution. So people who say this, this ditch is in this world, they how they interpret. You know, I, 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 the opinion that I follow, according to that opinion, meaning is that the, these people, before coming to the, that ditch in the fire of hell, they will be made to sit around that they will see their place before entering into that. You know, when uh, people have got a big punishment, very severe punishment, and you throw them in the punishment, they get the punishment anyway. But if you throw, doing the punishment before that you make them to know what the punishment is, and then you throw, it is much more painful. And the Quran said about the people of Firaun that their punishment is being shown to, shown to them every morning and evening. Before coming to the fire of hell, Allah showed them that what the punishment will get. And this actually thing has been said in the Quran more than once. That unbelievers, before entering into fire of hell, they will be shown the punishment that they are going to happen to them in the fire of hell. So here meaning is that before coming to that part of the fire where the ditch is, these people will be made to sit around that. So they can see properly what it is what the punishment that they are going to get. The Quran says, when they will be sitting on it. Only question on this, on this interpretation is, that is in Arabic language, comes only to refer to something happened in the past. You know, when you use word is in Arabic language, you refer to something happened in the past, when this was happening. So people who say this was in this world, to them it is easy. So they can say, no doubt referring to the past, you know, the past story, that these people, they throw them in the ditch, and while they, when they throw them, they are sitting there. But people will say, no, it is referring to the future, you know, in the fire of hell, they will say, no, though actually is the past, you know, for the past, but in the Quran, it not only once, many, many times happen, the things which are going to be happen in the future in paradise and the fire of hell, when the Quran tells about them, Quran uses past tense. <coughs> In our first time happening, in the Quran, many, many times, past has been used for the things which are going to happen in the future. So this thing happening in the future, no doubt, but they are so certain as they already have happened. 
تو قرآن وارننگ ان بلیور سے مکتر مکرمہ دس از یور ڈیسٹینیشن دس ریزلی ہیز ہیپن آلریڈی یو نو یو ڈونٹ سی اٹ بٹ اللہ سنتا نوز اٹ تو پوٹنگ ان دا پاسٹ ٹرینڈ ایکچولی از ٹو ٹیل یو دا سرٹینٹی آف دا فیوچر ایونٹ دس ہاٹ از گو ہیپن تو بوتھ وے کین بی کریکٹ پیپل ہو ٹیک دس ورڈ دا میننگ کین بی کریکٹ اکارڈ ٹو دیر انڈرسٹینڈنگ اینڈ پیپل ہو ٹیک ان دا فار ان دا فیوچر ان دا فار دین آلسو دا میننگ کین بی کریکٹ اف یو انٹرپریٹ دس وے از ہم آل یہ قعود وهم على ما يفعلون بالمؤمنين الشهود تو پیپل ہو سے دا دس ان دس ورلڈ تو قرآن سے دا دیس پیپل وات ایور دے ڈوئنگ ویڈ دا بلیورس دے ار ووچنگ تو شہود اس جمع آف شاہد پلور آف شاہد مینس دے ار ویٹنسنگ وات دے ہیب بین ڈوئنگ ویڈ بلیورس سو دے ار انو تھروئنگ ایم ان دا فائر ان دا ڈچ اند سٹنگ دے ار اند دے ریلی نو وات دے ڈوئنگ دے دا ووچنگ دے ار ویٹنسنگ دے It also can mean that those people in the day of judgment, when they're sitting on the, you know, on the corner of the fire, they will be seeing, they will be knowing really, they'll show witnessing that what they have been doing. They know really exactly why their destination has been this punishment in the fire, because they have been making all the problems against the believing people. وَمَا نَقَمُوا مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ So, نَقَمَا يَنْقِمُوا means when you hate someone and you want to take revenge from someone. The Quran is saying that these people, you know, you know, people of Makkah, when they are, you know, persecuted, bring all the persecution against the people, believers, against, against Khabbab ibn al-Arat, against Suhaib, against Bilal رضي الله تعالى عنه, against Ammar ibn Yasir and his father and his, his mother, when they're b- making all these problems, what the reason? Did they have harmed them? Did they have any stealing? Did they have any robbery? Did they create any problem in Makkah al-Mukarramah? No. Simple thing is because these people just believe in their Lord, nothing else. So the reason that they hate them, the reason they bring all the punishment for these people is not because the, you know, these people, they have done any problem for you, they have harmed you, they have hurt you, they have hurt your family, nothing. So now Quran says, وَمَا نَقَمُوا مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ They did not take any revenge. I did not hate these people. They did not punish these people. Except because they believe in Allah, Al-Aziz, All-Powerful, Al-Hamid, All-Praiseworthy. Again, simple thing, you know, there are two meanings. So the people who say, this referring to the people who throw Uh, the believers in Trujiste, the Quran referring to the, the people when they punish them in that way. The reason was not because they did harm anything to the community. The simple reason was because they are believers. The people who said this is referring to the fire of hell, they will say this is referring to the people of Makkah. The people of Makkah, when they are inflicting all the problems and all the punishment and persecution against the believers, there is no reason other than these people, they believe in Allah, Al-Aziz, Al-Hamid. Now you see, the Qur'an is using Qur'an is using two attributes of Allah Al-Aziz, Al-Hamid These two attributes together, they are not used in the Qur'an very much They are used few times, but not very often Al-Aziz, Al-Hamid What Al-Aziz means? Al-Aziz means someone who has got you know, very strength and power and honor and nobody can defeat him and he's above everybody. So he's so high, 
his honor and respect power is so high that nobody even can actually think to reach to that level that al aziz you know black in this world people can be qawi strong but there can other people who are also strong they can fight them but some people they are aziz aziz means they have got such a power that other people they even cannot think to challenge them like for example if somebody is prime minister or minister or you know king or queen so you know they have got the power but their power is such a power that ordinary people they cannot even dream to challenge them that kind of aziz that we can see like you know in egypt the title of the ministers was aziz so aziz means those people who have got a position in the government so they have power they have position so you never can think to bring any harm to them so allah subhanahu wa taala is one of his attributes aziz means he has got power he has got strength he has got honor and he has above everything nobody can even think to challenge him all this power and then second thing alhamid all praiseworthy meaning is all the favors everything in this world is coming from him he does all the favor your creation you know your food your drink and whatever you get from him he is all praiseworthy to so, quran was to say that these people's crime only has been that believe in allah who is aziz and hamid do actually truth of matter is when someone or aziz and hamid you should believe in anyway so they are doing the right thing these people they believe in what they should believe anyway when they, these people they believe in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are what they should have done so they are doing the right thing and how can you you know persecute some people who are who are walking on the right path when allah is aziz all powerful he is the one who does everything he has the one who has all the honor and he is the one who has the, all the strength people should listen to him and ahmed he is the one who creates everything he is all praiseworthy all alhamd goes to him all praise goes to, to him all, all the universe under him every single favor that people give, see coming from him and that is these two things you need you know someone you know to worship and believe he should have power and he should have all the favor so all the favor in the universe coming from him and all the power there under him he is the doer of everything you know sometimes you respect someone why because he has so much power if you disobey him he can punish you sometimes you respect someone why because they have so much favor upon you that you know you feel obliged to to thank that person allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has got both of them he his power is more than anybody else you have no escape other than to run to him and to worship him so people should worship him and the other thing is that you know you feel obliged because all the favor for, you know from you know coming to him to you from him to so he is aziz and hamid al aziz to so if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aziz and hamid people must believe in him anyway so the quran is saying al aziz al hamid wa ma naqamu minhum illa an yu'minu billahi al aziz al hamid and this word al aziz al hamid has come in in surah ibrahim the verse number 1 read just just can see how you know, quran has used this word basically only three times in this surah and uh, in surah ibrahim the verse number 1 and in surah saba and the verse number 6 i just read surah ibrahim one the first surah قرآن صلف لام را كتاب أنزلناه إليك لتخرج الناس من الظلمات إلى النور بإذن ربهم إلى صراط العزيز الحميد. القرآن is calling people to believe in the book which has come to save people from the far off, from from from, dark, from the darkness. 
you know, it has come to serve the people. Why? Because this book guides people to the path of one who is Aziz and Hamid. If someone is Aziz and Hamid, people must walk on his path. If, if Allah subhanahu wa is the one who owns all the power and all the strength and all the honor, people must respect him, people must walk on his path. And if he is the one who has all the favor, people must come to him. So Allah Aziz Allah Hamid has been made an argument that people must walk on his path, people must come to, to him. And similarly in Surah Saba, the verse number 6. You can see in Surah Ibrahim and Surah Saba, both time Al-Aziz Al-Hamid has come in the context of Sirat Al-Aziz Al-Hamid. The path of one who is Aziz and who is Hamid. He has got all the power and he has got all the favors upon the people for which he deserves to be praised and people must believe in him. So these people in Makkah al-Mukarramah, people like Ammar bin Yasir, or Yasir or his wife Sumayya, and Khabbab bin Arat, and Bilal al-Habashi, or Salman al-Suhayb al-Rumi, and many other people, they believed in Al-Aziz al-Hamid. So belief in Al-Aziz al-Hamid, that what is expected from everybody anyway. People must believe in him. So how can it be a crime for which people are being punished? So that the Quran said, these people are punishing these people because they believe in Allah who is Al-Aziz and Al-Hamid. And then Quran said, Al-Ladhi lahu mulku samawati wal ard wallahu ala kulli shayin shaheed. You know, Al-Aziz Al-Hamid, who owns the kingdom of all the heavens and all the earth. You know, people should believe in him. Everything created by him, owned by him, all the favors coming from, to the people from, from him. Every single thing in this universe run by him. So he's the creator and he's the master, he's the commander, everything by him. And then, you know, no doubt, many ghair shirkin, no partnership in the creation and in the command. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created all the heaven and the earth, there was, you know, Mawla Farahir Rahmullah Ta'ala very nicely writes there, he said, Al-Ladhi lahu mulukus samawati walard, ay min ghair shirkin, without any partnership. You know, you know because people of Makkah, Makkah, they used to also believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator. And he's the master, he's the commander, but they used to believe with the partnership. They used to believe that Allah SWT has got a partner, he has got someone who shares with him. Allah SWT wants to say, no, Alladhi lahum samawati wal ard, in all the heaven and all the earth, all the kingdom, everywhere, they're just owned by him, created by him. There's no partnership, nobody who can share with him. Wallahu ala kulli shayin shaheed, and Allah is the one who witnesses upon everything. So he has got the creation, he has got all the power, and he has got all the favor you know, upon the people. And then on the top of that, he himself sees every single thing. He watches everything. He knows what's happening. So when people believe in him, he knows this thing directly. When people disobey him, he knows this thing directly. Nothing is missing him. So he is the doer of everything. He is the commander of everything. And then at the same time, he is the witness of every single thing that's happening in, in, this, in this universe. So when Allah SWT is like that, then no doubt people must believe in him. No doubt people must worship him. People must obey him. So these people, they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's what they deserve. And second thing is like warning, making very clear to the people, you know, you people warn very little bit in Makkah al-Mukarram or in Taif. 
and then after that you are causing all the problems for the believers you know just look Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in whom these people believe you know how much power he has got he has got all the universe all the heaven all the earth you know all the stars and all the sun and the moon and every single thing in the universe is controlled and owned by him you know don't fear him just think you can you think you can do whatever you like you know you can see in this world just imagine for example is somebody living in a small village a farmer a very weak person and then some you know the some you know poor people there and somebody comes who represent the government you know the, the the masters and the rulers he comes there you know maybe the people can laugh at this person and sometimes make but once he introduced that you know i represent you know the authority i represent the power and i've been sent by the queen or king uh, of this country then people will you know pe- people will shaken people pe- people will be frightened just allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to say that you know the, uh, the messenger muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam you know he's not representing any any weak person he represents someone who has all the power you know he's not coming from a weak weak kingdom and it's it's more kingdom you know like in this universe can can see sometimes if a warning comes from a weak country like you know nepal or india or india now big country and maybe pakistan or bangladesh if they make any warning nobody take it seriously but if something comes from a big country powerful country everybody takes it seriously allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to say that you know my representative my messenger you know i am the one who owned the all the universe and all the power on the face of the earth to own by me and he has come there and not don't take him seriously what will happen just think what what is going to happen everything owned and controlled by me so no doubt really this this is actually the origin of the religion origin of the religion basically is the favor of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that all the favor coming from him and at the same time knowing that how much power he has got if you don't listen to him he can punish you if you thank him and you worship him and you believe in him he will reward you and if you don't thank him and don't and don't worship him properly then he can punish you then now after that is you know quran is going to make very clear you know the punishment of the people you know the who are bearing all the trials against unbelievers against the believers and also the quran is going to make uh, uh, you know uh, uh, make a uh, destination of the of the believers properly that what is the success they, they are going to get and what is the burning and the fire that any believers are going to take well, inshallah that i'll make a little bit more explanation later on but now if you have got any question uh, please ask hmm. yeah yeah okay you know the hadith which is i think it is sahih muslim sahih muslim and other uh, you know books and also you know narration from ali al-latnanho and other people it really simply tells you there have been in the past those commun- believing communities which have been persecuted it not necessarily connecting to this verse of the quran 
telling the story. Now the people actually connect the story with this verse of the Quran. So that I think what actually happening is that the story, no doubt we don't deny there have been a story, there have been incident in the past where people have been punished very badly, like people of Makkah doing to these people, they have been doing the past. But somehow people connected with those stories with this verse of the Quran. So I'm saying that there's no proof for the connection that you know there have been any people with this name as Habu Rukdud in the past. Second thing, you're right that you know this story, even if the Quran does not mention any punishment for the people of the ditch, but it's kind of you know like consoling to the believers, it can happen. But the thing is, the Quran actually is using more as a warning against Makkan people than consoling. The Quran starts the verse, Qutila Ashabu Rukdud. So you know, and also the Quran, Inna Ladina Fatal Mu'minin or Mu'minat. Quran actually warning the people who bring out the you know the, uh, uh, problem uh, uh, to, to the believers whatever the punishment will be. So in that sense you can see it more addressed to the Makkans rather than to the believers. No, at the same time believers are also consoled. So that's why I think and also the thing really is then the Quran says If Quran already has mentioned this story and that is so powerful story so why the Quran wants to refer to the story of Firaun and Samud or again, which the Quran has come so many times anyway. So what I feel more likely that Quran first started to mention their destination in the fire of hell, what will happen, and then Quran also reminding that you have got the power and the people before you, they had power and they had so much trouble for the believing community and what happened to them. So now reference of the history is coming later on when Quran says, Halataka Hadith al-Junood, Firaun wa Samud. So Sahabul Ukhduz is not I know any community in this world. You know, the thing is really, you know, most people in the Salaf has gone for what, you know, no doubt you can see in the Tafsir. But this opinion, you know, somehow I, I you know, I prefer. But anyway, you know, you can go to other opinion. You know, imagine if somebody is alone in a desert or forest or somewhere else, or maybe the whole universe is fin finished, only one person is left, how can he be believe? Yeah, but still, it could be that the whole, uh, for example, if you live in a community where everybody is an unbeliever, so how can somebody can be believer? You know, it, people, for the belief, people don't need necessarily belonging. But actually, what happening is that, when Iman increases, Islam happens and then it expands, so no doubt you need a community for something else. But for Iman itself and for your own Islam, people don't necessarily need a belonging, they don't necessarily need. But it, you know, understand professionally, I'm not saying that Muslims should not belong to each other. I'm not, I'm not saying that Muslims should not have belonging. No, belonging is important for, you know, no doubt about that. I'm trying to say belonging, not Iman Islam. Then I'm trying to say, it's not that Muslims don't need to have belonging. So like for example, when somebody was asking the question that, you know, if I marry someone who does not pray, to, you know, I, I'm not saying that you cannot marry the person. And I'm not denying the importance of belonging. I'm just simply want to say belonging to Islam is not Islam. Be, or belonging to Aqidah is not Islam. People need, after the belonging, you need to come to Iman Islam. You have to think really that you, still we are not believers. We have to work on that. So belonging has, has importance. We cannot deny that, but that is not enough. Means people cannot get paradise just because of belonging. They need to come to Iman Islam and they have Islam, Iman Islam, then they can get paradise.
that actually what Quran doing. So basically, by reading the verses of the Quran, when Quran talks about Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, about the day of judgment, about paradise, about the fire of hell, the Quran actually reminds the people what already there in the nature. So by listening these verses, some people who whose nature are much much pure, they become alert very quickly. Some for some people takes a longer time. Or for some people, it never happens. It will happen. But the only way is this actually. Many of us we think really that people don't have proof for Allah. If you prove rationally, they will believe. Some people think if you prove the day of judgment can happen scientifically, then they believe. This is not reason really. People don't have need. They don't think that they need to believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They don't feel need in paradise or hell. We need to create that need. You have to remind the people that they need Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They need paradise and paradise or hell. And that only can come reminding once, one time, second time, third time, fourth time, again, again. It is not the matter of the proof. And that actually problem happens with the aqida. When people made Iman Islam with aqida, so then they start thinking really that how people are going to have this belonging, this aqida, to prove it. So they start proving. And when you prove, nothing happened. By proof, nobody because people don't feel need for that. So they have made all the proof how about existence of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Anybody clever, they can see the weakness in all those proof. Those proofs they don't prove anything. So that I'm trying to say. When you think is Imam Islam is belonging, for example, like culture, you know, I think my culture is better than yours, and you think you are superior than than me. Then we argue and debate, and you prove and I prove. That's what happens. But Islam and Imam not culture. It is not that you prove that you are better than I prove I am better. They are not Iman Islam. Iman Islam, they are in the heart of every single person. They they are every single person's property. So we have just to, it is only reminder basically. People need to remind. That is one of the name of Quran is remind zikr. So there is no convincing proof. There is no way you can convince people. Simple thing is keep reminding. One day Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will make them to remember. And it guides us from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And Quran says, "Inna kalata hadi man habbta, walakin Allah yahdi man yasha." You don't guide who you love, but Allah guides whoever He wants. There's a question. Oh, that cannot happen because the Arabic language rule is that when qasam comes, it must be coming with lam. The answer: it must be coming, you know, with with certainty, something you know which makes certain. It could be like lamma can come, lam can come, and they don't have any example somewhere the jawab of the qasam comes without without taqid, without lam or lamma or something like that. They know her, so they don't have any reason for 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 exception. That opinion, that why there is a problem. قتل اصحاب الحدود كانت بقسم جواب جواب هذا قسم it had been لقد لقد then could have been but it is in just قتل we hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you remember to tune in for the next one for more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much much more subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.com Org and show your support, please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of people like yourself.